I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Red Room Well, you gotta be a rider Till your fears are diminishing The doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind in the business Got me stressed in the rent room We let that shit up off our chest You know the street nerds Got no time for no caca Sass in class Yes, they used to bowl kaja Never have to guess When you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring more game Than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline Into something enlightening You're pinning words All like bullets in a gun Write what you feel Say what you want Welcome to the Rant Room. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and you guys are listening to the Screenwriter's Rant Room. We keep it real, we keep it opinionated, and we keep it what, Chris? We keep Black, it Black Panther's, Panther's Quest. Quest. We still representing for Jeff Thorne and all of them over there. With the, yeah, well, yeah, because, you know, like, they just had the mid-season mm-hmm. um, finale. finale. Mm-hmm. I heard it really, really well. Um, <coughs> so my friend Kat Kavari, he was on the show. Like, mm-hmm. like she does the voice of Miss Marvel. Oh, okay. I think some other voices on the show, too. Um, she was telling me she Wait, was black. Miss Marvel or Captain Marvel? Miss Marvel. There's a difference? Yeah. Well, yeah, because in the comic, there's a woman, Miss Marvel. She's like Middle Eastern. She's ah, uh, uh, okay, got it. Uh, yeah, Captain Marvel. Yeah, there is a difference. Yeah. Okay, there's a wow, big difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> well, look, I'm not, you know, I'm not a comic book nerd, well. <laughs> and I don't know why you need two chicks last name Marvel in the universe, but okay, right. but okay. Even Marvel heads know, yeah. Captain exactly. Marvel and Miss Marvel are two different. And movies. you have to realize that the, 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 that Captain Marvel, it's it's really Marvel. <laughs> It's it's M A R hyphen V E L because oh. it's a character. Come on, Chris. So that's Jesus just too much. <laughs> Free scroll roller. Yeah, open the door, girl. No, look, you know, I am looking know. forward to the Captain Marvel movie. Put in me March. on a show, uh, people who are Marvel, because <laughs> exactly. I'll tell everyone what's up. Okay. Well, a lot of us getting canceled. I don't know if that's what you want. Right. So <clears throat> y'all know how we do it on the rant room. On the show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. So Lisa Bolacaja is out, but we got a room full of OG writers in the house. <laughs> Why are you looking at me all crazy like that? Because <laughs> OG has the word, oh, original, original, not old, not old. Original. Okay, okay. no, I'm just, I'm just making sure. I just I'm like, always mm, talking about original, mm, girl. Okay, original. So since we hear her voice, we got Linnell White, y'all, writer, director, producer herself. What's Hello. going on? I haven't been here since the spring. Has it been that long? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you be leaving usually during the summer, don't you? Yeah, I do on? leave during the summer, but, you know, there was fall. <laughs> well, she in a situation in the fall. <laughs> she might not want to go. Right. What, what are you talking about? Were you shooting your web series? Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, oh gosh, fall <laughs> was fall was busy, right? Busy for me, which right. we can talk about later. But, okay, yeah, I'll let you do the intros. No problem, because I don't like. And then we got my man, calls. writer, producer himself. Tracy Grant, we ain't seen you in a minute, Tracy. What it do, my like friend? He was getting married this year or some shit. I know, you know getting married. married. Oh, they had a beautiful you wedding too. Tied, I tied the knot. Yes, and we had a good time mm-hmm. in in August. So shout out to wifey. Yes, of course. Um, but <clears throat> doing better well. Shout out to wifey. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I need peace in my household. Happy yes. wife, happy life. I, I got to come home to peace and quiet. But no, it's great to see everybody, Lisa. I would like to do this sometime with you in the room okay, at some look. point, Bola Kaja. Um, <laughs> but it's a pleasure to see everyone. Looking forward to catching up. Yeah. Um, we talked a little offline. I have the, uh, there's a music biopic that's coming along. Um, so I got exciting. a feature going out around town. Mm-hmm. Um, Malpezo, some big companies are taking a look at it, mm-hmm. which is all you really want. Right. Um, and then you, of course... Show real friendship and love with mm-hmm. another opportunity, mm-hmm. uh, which we won't get into. But I'm saying it over the microphone because it, it means a lot to me. That's that, what's uh, up. You know, there's one person in the game who's really, mm-hmm. you know, we're all about supporting each other. Absolutely. Here yeah. at this table. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Um, at this table. I mean, table. I mean that. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Nah. No shade. But, but no. This these, table. These are my people. Yeah. This, is, this, is the, cool. this is the tribe. Right. Exactly. Some negative space shade. <laughs> no. I, no. At this table. <clears throat> got a black card up here. A white card on this. That's some photographic talk. People. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So then we got my man Chris Derrick in the house, writer and director himself. 
producer. Oh, man. Dog. So I'm so... Comic dude. Yes, what else you got? I'm about? in craziness <laughs> right now. So I found an artist for a new comic I want to do, which is so fantastic. This guy from Argentina. Uh, I went with Alex to... Uh, this Your little brother. Yeah, my younger brother. He's <clears throat> a cinematographer. He went to this... Um, this camera expo, or there's Lens Expo yesterday, oh, okay. and he brought his his camera, and we took some. Uh, so we, which because we're hoping to shoot something like early next month before he goes to India, mm-hmm. um, and he went and he's got, <coughs> and we look, and we looked at these anamorphic lenses that looked really really cool. We're excited about that. I finished this script that had been bothering me for like six weeks, and it's done. <laughs> I'm so it's not it's I don't, I don't say that like I'm mad. It just was like a lot to do, and I had like. I had to put together, to put off two of the things that I'm working on that just to well, get this done. And I don't mean to interrupt you, but this is something we could maybe we could just start talking about a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh-huh. So you know, sometimes because it works like this, like every company that we submit things to, like you have a script right now that's out around the town. Yes, it's going out around the town to companies who have a mandate who accept what you're looking for. Right, Hopefully, so to speak. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. yes. Like you have a biopic, so they're sending them all the big mm-hmm. biopic. But mm-hmm. you, for example. Sometimes your reps will be like, oh, we got the perfect in at this particular company. Do you have a script that works for this? And you're like, well, I mean, I guess if I added more blood, it could be more of a horror, for example, right? And so that's kind of where you are, where you're trying to fix a a mandate for a particular company's like, here's our mandate. Here's the way we need our scripts to look or to feel or whatever. So it's you have to adjust the way you write or the way the things you like to do to fit their mm. mandate. Oh, exactly. Because <clears throat> because it was this thing where we was over at Disney. I st- uh, took a script to them to a workshop that they were like, oh, this doesn't work at all. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? And then I was like, oh, it doesn't work for you. Right. And so then I was like, <clears throat> so I got a, and the opportunity was to s- submit them a pilot. So I was like, I have to write a new pilot that that works within their storytelling structure. We can talk about that offline. Uh-huh. And, and, and and the crazy thing was, <laughs> he says dude from Disney. But, 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 but see, but here, here's the thing. The thing is, is that I had an idea mm-hmm. that I had always seen as an ABC type show. I just hadn't had a chance to write it, okay. and it was kind of like okay, put this together quickly. And I was, and it was, but still, there was things that you have to. I mean, if you look at Again, it's their mandate, and it's like there's certain things that you got to do that they were like, you don't do this in your script. I was like, but that is weird for me. Right. And then, and it's like I was telling you the other day, I wrote the script and I got it done, and I felt like I can't put me in this. So mm. how do I make this right. me? Right. And then it was bothering me since like you know since since Thanksgiving weekend, like mm-hmm. I couldn't figure that. And then <clears throat> this past Monday. I figured it out. I figured out how to do it. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, cool, 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 cool. But I was like pulling my hair out for like right. 10 days, right. you know, like still working on it. But I was like, but I'm like, but, and so now that it's all done, it just was a lot of like, I just feel relieved, right. you know. Well, that's why sometimes time is actually Time is on your super side. valuable. And right. so for me, I'm, I'm, a, I'm sitting here a little bit wary and nervous because the time sometimes you spend to revise your script so mm-hmm. that it fits one place I don't know if that juice is worth the squeeze when you, you know, when you can be submitting it other places that might get it right away and be and really champion it. Right. Well, you know? no, so that's the, that's the thing you have to weigh is like my time, like time is running out. We're dying every day. I get that. <laughs> I get that. But see, th- th- and I th- and I thought that. And at first I was saying to myself, I'm not even going to do this because I, I just I can't get it to work in my head. But then when I when it clicked, I said I was like, you know what? I got this to work the way the way that like I was happy with, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, and this could work for any network gig, right? Like in terms of the okay. way I set yeah. it up, because and you wrote a new script, yeah. it's, it's, so now yeah, you have a new, new sample, a, a okay. new, right. new sample. Because the the idea should be like your TV pilot, you should be able to list five, six, seven different places where you're like, oh, it could work. Right. Otherwise, right. it's just well, you know. well, right. exa- exa- well, I said to myself. I spent a lot of time looking at scripts that were similar in tone and similar in style. And I was like, okay, this could also work on USA. And I read mm-hmm. like three like USA mm-hmm. scripts. I was like, yes, it can work for them too. And for Fox and for NBC. So mm-hmm. I just, I knew that once I could get in like the me into certain scenes of it, the way it's the same way you mm-hmm. do with like, with like a spec, mm-hmm. you got to figure out like how to make it yours, but still fit for what they're saying. Right. Then it came, um, then it was fun, mm-hmm. but then I was like, "But I have now forty eight hours to do." Oh, dear. Mm. <laughs> you, you know what though? But <clears throat> so for 
for newer writers who who may be listening. That's all true, and I'm I'm with you. But you're a little further advanced than someone who's first beginning sure, a project right. or the early stages of project. So I think you want to clarify. The first step is still to make the script as hot as you possibly can, right. regardless of the genre, regardless of industry noise that you're hearing, even if oh, it's true. Of course. That's always the first thing. And I think hopefully once you've done that, whomever you're working with, what there's a champion, if it's your own representation, if it's another producer, that champion emerges and hopefully they can take advantage right. of right. a relationship right. That will at least get you a look, and so you won't have the same level of concern about well, this is the company's mandate. Right. These are the adjustments right. I need to make for them. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're absolutely. Right. I mean, yeah. to, to me, the thing was, I've you know, because I turned in on Friday, and ultimately, I was like just doing these last passes on it, and I kept saying to myself, you know, I have not had a show that could fit. For like you were saying, yeah, so we ha- we usually have cable. It's, yeah, oh, oh, yeah. oh, like yeah. some yeah. For sure. some tough, tough cable right. stuff. And right. I was like, you know what? I wouldn't be able to go up to for like something on CBS mm-hmm. or, or ABC or NBC or Fox or even USA, which yeah. is cable, but it's still kind of like cable. I, yeah. I, I just I just don't have anything that would fit that. Mm-hmm. And I realized that I just can't give you like some dark ass shit and say, hey, fucking make this work for suits. They'd be <laughs> right. like, no, dude, because you can't. I mean, like, <laughs> how do I know you can do X? Right. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Um, so so ultimately, it was just like at the end of it, I turned it in. I was very happy with it. I just, I, but it was a lot of. Like, so it's adding some variety into yeah. your um, what they call it, repertoire. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Your, your, yeah. What's up? And, and challenging himself. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. That's fair. That's yeah. a good use of time. But I mean, I agree with you, Tracy. Like, if you're brand you know, like or newer writers, baby writers, like, do not spend your time chasing one place. Right. You can't. It's just you it's it, it, you'll drive yourself crazy, right. yeah. and don't let your reps chase one place because yeah. they'll they'll do that. They'll mm-hmm. try and say, "Oh, you know, they're looking for a a, a gay horror <laughs> with a period piece," and you're just like, "Okay, I can try and write that. If that's not in you, don't write that. Right. Move on." Right, yeah. right. But but, but but like I said, this was a show that uh, that like. I had came up with about four years ago and I wanted to write it and I just never got around to it because I was like, just all that network stuff, there's so much, um, I mean, like most of the time those shows don't appeal to me so I don't necessarily yeah. write something but I wrote something that that, that, that could go on network but it's not a network now. That's why I wanted to do it because I was It still has like, a little, a little of your edge in there. Yeah, yeah. well, no, because it's, it, you have my edge in it but, like I wanted to do a show that there's no show on TV that's doing that, that okay. but it is a networks type mm-hmm. show. So that's yeah. why I was like I wanted to do it in the first place, and well, I just got it to work. So the other thing is, even if you find a champion or who you think to be a champion, they might not be the champion you want to work with. You sit down with them, <laughs> and um, there's some stuff said and uh, some craziness going on, and you're just like, okay, I you know do not. Like just say, oh, I found my champion. This is it, and and ride on that horse. Mm-hmm. Realize this might not be mm-hmm. a good fit, yeah, and understand don't... that with television, you know your champion is going to try and attach themselves mm-hmm. as executive producer or some high level job, and then you will have to deal with this person for years. Yeah, you'd be handcuffed to him. Yes, mm-hmm. so it's okay to you know say, okay, I thought this person was going to be my champion, but. Mm, they're trying to change the script into something it's really not Um, let's move on it's a couple of conversations because I know who Chris is speaking about I was at Mm -hmm. a very similar workshop with these same people Mm -hmm. so again like if you're out there listening looking for Jewel I would say you know as a writer a writer producer content creator whatever if any of these people consultants script doctors whatever you want to call them if someone is saying to you here is why your script isn't working. You should at least listen. Consider they could be dead wrong. They may not know what the heck they're talking right. about. But if they if they're that specific in terms of telling you why it's not working, mm-hmm. and here is what needs to be fixed, that's worth a listen because Ex- everyone doesn't do that. <clears throat> exactly. Sure. I mean, sure. to me, that's actually the everyone can tell you. I didn't like this. This didn't work mm-hmm. for me. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But if someone actually has this this actionable advice to you, 
that which is the art is, of the note is the, right. can, the can, why behind a, no, a note that right. you can take home and be like okay I, I know what I need to fix here right. I know I, I have ideas on how I can I, revise I, I, and I, yeah see, no, here's what's interesting though is that is that the, that the main thing that I picked up on is that is like how do you get everything about the character the main character put out in front of the audience fast enough mm-hmm. so that they can understand the journey that they're going to go right. on. And that was kind of the main thing. And I was like, okay, I get that. Now here's what's crazy, mm-hmm. right? Is that I finished this script and that was the main thing I was working on. I was like, I just, I, I want that fast. I want that as fast as possible because it'll just, there's just, just, there's a, um, alacrity like, like in the read when that happens. Now, I fuck up because last night I'm about to go to sleep, but I was up. Was this before or after I sent you that this email? After. <laughs> I was getting ready to go to sleep, and I but I, but I was drinking coffee when I was when I was writing to you. I knew you're just a vampire. I was gonna say, stop <laughs> telling these people act like you sleep. You, you don't drinking sleep. coffee at fucking midnight. The, well, you may do a couple an hour here and there. But, but see, like I like a doctor sleep, in but, residency. Yeah, but I you don't sleep. You still have insomnia and stuff. Oh, all the time. Yeah. Ooh. I, I was gonna say this is what happened last night. All, your, all you guys have it, don't you? Because yeah. Will told me yeah, you had it too. Yeah. A coffee drinking so, insomnia. Well, <laughs> come I mean, on. No, no, but I no because I came home and I I knew I was gonna not go to sleep. Because I worked to do anyway. I saw this show. Hmm. Fucking wait. Why are you watching shows that late in the evening? That's that's not that gets your brain just going. Coffee. I just oh, drank coffee. Oh, 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 no. just, I, I just got no. off talking with you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> he, he's trying to normalize it and throw in. He was about to get some Listen, sleep. I sent that email at 9:54 p.m. 9:54. Yes. So, so you had plenty of time to read it, have a little dialogue with me, yes, and, then, and then, like, then go to sleep. What did I say? I was like, I had, I, like 10:45. I was like, look, dude, I'm going, I'm going. Bed. <laughs> and I was gonna do that. I was gonna do that, but and, and, and then I said, you know what? I have this like twenty minutes of this BoJack Horseman I was gonna watch, and I didn't. And That's then, not the time to watch BoJack Horseman. Just, so, but that is not went, the time. Just, I said, go down and sleep. But see, but what happened is, I call, I turned on Netflix, which which we've talked about. Is but there's this German show that everyone oh, has yeah, to yeah. fucking watch. Okay, it's called Dogs. But of don't Berlin. watch it at one a.m. after you've had coffee, perhaps. <laughs> yes, because it'll keep you up to watch the second episode if you stay up. That that's late. the that's the Netflix that's your the, Netflix's dream right there. Let me sit there with coffee and watch, Jack Horseman and German watch, shows and this binge show, all night. This show, mm-hmm. I tell everybody earlier, my favorite show of the season of this year has been Babylon Berlin. Ah, that's so Babylon good. Berlin. Yeah, it's, okay. It's, it's so favorite show this, is it subtitle? <laughs> Yes. Okay. So you gotta watch. No, no. It's, so you can, I, I can. I can read. Just, but you almost don't even need to. It's that good. It's that good. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. But this other. This, but Dogs of Berlin is this most <laughs> modern because 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 Babylon Berlin is set during the late twenties. Uh, Babylon uh, Dogs of Berlin is set now. Oh, it's now. It's a it's a it's a it's a cop drama. So much cool shit happened in the first ten minutes. And I was like, oh fuck, this is mm. gonna be a good. Fucking show! Right. I just knew it was gonna be good just from ten minutes in because everything I learned about the character was told mm. to me in the first ten minutes. Everything about him. Mm. It's this. It starts off and you meet this guy and he's um, uh, he's having sex with this woman, you know, and then this 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 kid walks in on them and mm-hmm. the, and then they gotta like talk it down and then the kid's like oh because my brother stinks and you get up and it's a baby you know and he's like mm-hmm. and he's taking care of the baby and he looks out the window and he sees these police lights mm-hmm. and then and you know what the fuck is this and and then the camera kind of like does this drone shot down and then he comes up into the scene with a police thing now he's still got his baby <laughs> walking up on a murder scene <clears throat> Hmm. I'm like, who is it? But what, 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 what you bringing your baby out? What, what are you doing? <laughs> that's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. yeah what, 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 yes, it yeah, tells you a lot about the guy. Yeah, 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 I was like, yeah. I was like, you're bringing your baby to a, a crime scene. Right. You roll up, and it's a murder scene, <laughs> and he's a murder cop who's off duty, uh-huh. but he's interested in this case because he was just he just saw it. Right. I'm like, well, but you were just having sex with this girl, and then you're gonna go do this, and then the person who was killed. We had just seen on TV was this hot, hot soccer player, hmm. but he's Turkish and it's in Berlin. What do you mean, but he's Turkish? Because in, in Germany, in Germany, <laughs> they the, don't like in, in Germany, the Turks are the Turks are hated the way that the Mexicans are hated in like certain places ah, okay. in America. Okay, 
And it turns out that he's <laughs> playing for the German national team. I know the Greeks hate the Turks. I yeah, didn't know the Germans yeah. hate the Turks. He's playing for the Gre- he's playing for the German national team against Turkey in the qualifying match. <laughs> he's, you saw it on the, on the, on the news. That's good. And stuff. he's the murder victim. Oh really? And you're like, I'm like, oh shit! And the dude's like, oh, we can't tell anyone about this. He tells everyone at the crime scene, keep this quiet, keep this quiet, keep this quiet, keep this quiet, keep this quiet. And they're like, what, what, what? Because they're because they're young cops. Right. He, and then you find out he's got a gambling problem, and he's gonna put money on. Now I was like, oh, this is all the first ten minutes. You're like, right. I was like, this is gonna be a good show. This right. is gonna be a really, really good show because I learned so much about this dude. He's bringing his baby to an emergency. That's <laughs> all I needed right there. That's all. That's I needed. good. I was like, fuck, this is that's gonna be good. dope. So that's why. That's good. You were up till four a.m. I just with coffee. Four. I didn't. Up till four, <laughs> Lord. I just want to bring in a show that I was excited. <clears throat> anyway, let's get it called one more time. It's called Dogs of Berlin. But before Dogs that is Babylon, Berlin. Berlin, Babylon, Berlin, Babylon, which Berlin, Berlin, which is set nineteen twenty. I'm gonna watch that one yeah. first. Yeah, that really, one's a tra- really, Just watch the pilot. The pilot alone is amazing. Yeah. Oh, okay, great. <clears throat> amazing. penultimate episode. So fuck. Whatever. <laughs> the See how his eyes were like so wild. It was, this it, coffee, it, it, man. No, no, because here's the thing. Like, because the the, the 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 it's 16 episodes. It's it's, it's two seasons, and so 16 episodes. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's it. That's that's they're done. There no. might be there might be another season because it's based on these books. The the 15th episode, I was so angry. Hmm. It's so emotionally invested. Hmm. It took me a month before I before I watched the final episode. Oh, because I'm sitting there going, "Did he watch all 15 last night? Like what the? No, 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 no. no. And I, I, and I was like, I can't believe what you. I was like, you guys did this. You guys did this. You guys right. fucking did all this. I was like, I can't. I I now imagine y'all because I don't. <laughs> but I was like, but I kept saying I'm gonna watch the rest. I, I need to know what happens. I need to know what happens. Need to know. But that's how good it was. Interesting. Excellent. So Linnell. Yeah. So you sent Chris an email last night. Oh. So what yeah. was this? What was this about? Hmm. <clears throat> so. I'm minding my own business. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> sitting there. I'm d- d- procrastinating on doing this edit of this thing that I don't, mm. I'm like, oh, I don't want to do it. So I get on Twitter. Twitter leads me to this article by the New York Times, this article that this guy Wesley Morris wrote. And basically in the article, he talks about how where we are in terms of criticism mm. of black content. He's a black guy. Let me preface that. Okay, right that's away. important. Okay. So he's, <clears> it's not just some white guy saying... Hey, um, you know, it's not, because he got into, it started with him be, going, being at a dinner party mm-hmm. and he engages with another black person there on, you know, he's got issues with insecure. He's trying to critique it as a critic. Mm-hmm. This person is coming at him saying, you can't talk bad about this black woman's work. She worked so hard to get this show on the air, mm-hmm. you know, and you're disrespecting her and we got to, we got to back every, we got to back it. We got to support it. And he's like, I don't disagree with that. But at the same time. Where does that, what does that say when we make it about this moral, we use uh, a moral standard to judge the art right. instead of an actual, how, with the quality of the art. Okay. So the article is fantastic. I can't remember the name of it. I have to pull it up from my phone. It'll be in the show notes. I'll we'll put it in the show notes. But yeah. It's, but it's, fant- it's fantastic and smart, and it, and, it, and it brings up a lot of interesting points because it also talks about- I mean, we talk about this. All the time. All the time. <laughs> and I felt like he was right. really, <clears throat> again, I would include him in our little tribe in okay. terms of how he was thinking. I was covering this, this article because he talked about the fact that on Twitter, you know, people get canceled. Right. You know, this, person's, this person said this, they're canceled. That person get, said this, this can't, and the mob jumps in, right. and it if you at any point attempt to say, hold on, folks, let's think about you know, what's being said. Let's have an actual discussion. Mm-hmm. You become problematic, too. Yeah. You get identified as problematic. Because I had the same shit happen to me when <laughs> I dared critique Black Panther right. earlier this year. I had a lot of mob, um, the, the, you know, mob of black folks on tri- Twitter want to come at me and accuse me of colorism, accuse me of hating on dark-skinned mm-hmm. women, all kinds of shit. Because mm-hmm. I had problems with the movie. Because I am a screenwriter and artist, right. and I looked at it like so we there's, there's, that's, what we that's what I do. Yeah, how could this have been better? Right. So yeah, I felt like this guy was finally speaking to. There me. is no perfect movie. I'm sorry. No, there isn't. There's some that are close, <laughs> but there's no perfect. Well, movie. Wesley Morris has been <clears throat> having that discussion for a long time. Um, people don't know he's won a Pulitzer Prize. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a. Still processing yes, New the York podcast. Times podcast, yes, Jenna Wortham. So he's he's spoken to this issue quite a bit, right. and it heats up for them. I think come award season, mm-hmm. he had a lot to say about uh, Twelve Years a Slave. Mm-hmm. Prior to uh, Moonlight, I guess it's coming up on two years ago. Mm-hmm. 
So he had a lot to say about, and he's always, to his credit, kind of fairly critiqued the films mm-hmm. and the the shows and the projects for what they are, right? You know, regardless of kind of who <clears throat> came, and he he did not um, he did not rock with. Uh, Nate Parker's Birth of a Nation. <laughs> a lot of people um, did. I got a bunch of stuff. And, <laughs> you know, I didn't necessarily agree with where he was coming from in terms of the film, mm-hmm. but again, to his credit, he was not going after Nate because of what had happened. No, he was he was talking about the, the story yeah. and, you know, how the film was made. And Spike Lee has said it Many times, like, don't, like, whatever your issues are with me, you know, critique my movie. Right. Say what you want to say about my movie. Mm-hmm. Don't be mad because I have Nick's tickets mm-hmm. and I have a relationship with Jordan and mm-hmm. Nike and all this other stuff. It's like, so Wesley Morris is is astute in terms of looking at the actual material. Yes. Okay. Um, and, well, and I know he's probably taking a lot of freaking daggers about it. It's because hard we are to in the, above. We are in this phase social of social like, media, you know, and the internet, yeah, trolls well, in, this, in this this age of outrage, right? And and and, and that people and people are doing. There's an interesting article I was reading Wired about how people get silenced online, mm-hmm. you know, constantly, uh, you know, about a lot of things, and 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 it goes so far as to like, uh, you know, I was reading something about how like. Um, uh, sex workers and stuff like that. That or that you're trade. reading about sex workers at two in the morning after you had <laughs> no, coffee. No, no, no. I mean, I, I'm just uh, no, about I'm just, to call. I'm, just putting it all, I'm putting it all together. That like, was in the morning. That was in the morning. No, <laughs> wow. But anyway, he just <laughs> let he just let one out the house. Ah, <laughs> well, that in makes a lot of sense. You know, that so, makes a lot so, of sense. Yes. So, but it was talking about how. You know, they sometimes get targeted for stuff they do when they sell content, adult content online, and that they use these systems like PayPal and stuff like that to to pay for it. Or to or or like or for the, the financial transaction, mm-hmm. some people are finding ways to um, report them to the IRS for that because really? they're not paying taxes ah. on that type of transaction, mm-hmm. and therefore, so but, they're probably not using the business; they're using the friends thing or something. Yeah, okay, yeah. It, right. but the, the whole thing is that people who are doing it are people who are anti-sex worker because yeah. it's not just you know it's like a movement to do this. And I just kind of feel like you know the thing. The, you know, there's a great thing that Wesley said in that at the end of the first mm-hmm. paragraph. He said he Wait, hang on, let me just let me just say the name of the article. So because I, I pulled it up here. So Wesley Morris, this is from October. It's called The Morality Wars. In twenty eighteen, culture is being evaluated for its moral correctness more than for its quality. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Right. That's now, the he has, article. He has this great thing where he says uh uh Exasperated fealty mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. what he has to pay to certain shows, which is which to me is just a euphemism for hate watching, right. and it's just like oh, and I, and to me I'm kind of saying to myself, I can't hate watch anything. Mm-hmm. I feel that in this era where we are now, our most valuable thing is our attention. Mm-hmm. And therefore, why would I? But like, it's his. Jo- but his part of his job is to wa- watch this. Yeah, you know, that's true. And review that's, it. So yeah, he's watching it. He's exasperated watching this particular HBO show because he's sitting there like, "What is this? What is this story? What is the show about? It's about who she's fucking." Yeah, every week. I mean, it just—he's it, exasperated, but he wanted more out of it. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, and well, it's just well, not satisfying. Well, well yeah, because to me, the, the one thing that I found really. I that I was disappointed with in the first season of Insecure is that there's a moment I don't know maybe in the first third of that season where Molly discovers that she's being paid like markedly less, less. Mm-hmm. she gets like this white guy's check and, mm-hmm. by mistake and she's just like <gasps> and they don't really even like dive into it that see and mm. that to me is and, and to me interesting I, and to me i was like you had look you got an opportunity to, to jump into something very really? real and you that can, we haven't really seen talked addressed about, on television right. before especially on hbo a, a prime time cable network right. we have not seen that addressed uh, before let me let me throw this in as objectively as <clears throat> as I can, because we know some or many of the writers in that yeah. room, and Issa, um, <laughs> right? And Issa. So this <clears throat> is not in any way a knock on on Insecure. Wesley Morris is a, for lack of a better word, an East Coast 
guy. I believe mm-hmm. he's from Philadelphia. Yeah, um, you're right. I grew up on the East Coast. So did mm-hmm. I. And Where's so this going? when you watch Insecure, it seems to me there's a very specific Los Angeles experience mm. that they've captured very authentically. They do that very well. Oh, totally, totally. But if you haven't lived in L.A. or spent any time in L.A. Mm-hmm. and don't even include like Baldwin Hills, Windsor Hills, the neighborhood. Right. Like if you don't know anything about LA, I don't know if that authenticity comes across in the same way if you've never been here. And so there could be something sort of lost in translation with that right. to people who haven't lived here or don't live here, haven't spent the time here that we have. I think we have a different understanding and perhaps more of an understanding than someone who's never been here yeah. who can't get, because they're really going after the experience of a, yeah. a 30-year-old woman. But it's very specific to L.A. Like People mm-hmm. used to say yeah. the same thing about Seinfeld so, back in the so day. So that's the thing, that's where, and that's where I get in this, in this debate with, with my fellow you know, black, or just other black people in general. So I grew up in New York. Okay, mm-hmm. so again, I'm looking at insecure. And I'm like, this doesn't resonate with me personally. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that I'm not. And I'm. And when I say that, don't attack me, say, like as if how dare you yeah, not yeah. love this show? Yeah. There's a lot of things that don't resonate with mm-hmm. me. Right. You know, by done by white people, done by Latino people, done by whatever. Right. So don't like. There's this. There's this like cultish mentality. It's you know where it's like. If you're black, you have to love all the content by black creators. Mm-hmm. I do not. I cannot. <laughs> so let me just read the part that Chris and I were going crazy. Well, there was one part that we, you know, you know. So this moral correctness in terms of how we pick the anointed right. films, the anointed directors, writers. They do get anointed. Okay, so Shit. here's here, this is from Wesley Morris' article. It leads to the Oscars now being more a moral purity contest in addition to an artistic sporting event. Mm. At award shows, the nominated works have become referendums on the moral state of the business. Mm. Their quality has become secondary. Maybe their ratings are down because no one's seen the movies and the broadcasts are too political. Mm. But maybe it's because no one wants to watch an industry prosecute itself. Damn. Yes. That was bars. Yes. Yes. (laughs) It's true. Well, it's true because here's the thing is is that you want the shows. I mean, like the thing about the award shows is kind of strange to me. It's kind of strange that that there's always this drive for the ratings. They want the ratings to be high. But it's kind of like, you know, from the way that you have like game the system is that they don't even select films to play during the, the you know like the, the awards time that are necessarily uh, mass entertainment right. so therefore yeah, they're limited screens they're art houses I mean the film I mean there's maybe like two films a season that come out there are these big blockbuster films that right. come out around Christmas time and so you say to yourself what am I putting out to celebrate that is going to resonate with all the people I'm I, you know I'm not putting out Jurassic World in like in December yeah. just for a lot of reasons what just this the, the time period of being the theater won't be enough it's not gonna make enough well, money that's never been a type of movie that gets nominated for Oscars just, any, for anything other than for, technical it, merit the, the, anyway. anyway so it's kind of like there's this weird dichotomy that they're saying we need more people to watch but the films that so let's you, have a pop, they had to try to have that popular, popular character film. category but for yeah, a minute, yeah. which was a disaster. Well, I think they're going to have that next year anyway. But to me, it, but to me, it's, it's kind of like you don't need the popular Oscar because the box office score tells right. you the tells popular, you popular Oscar. Yeah, yeah. You know what and, you need is to find you know your Moonlights and your Brokeback Mountains and your you know Love Simon's and that that's where. Well, well, the yeah, well, well yeah, yeah, because the, the, I think the I think the the, the award <laughs> show is to say, here's what the and it also it's like, it's the industry looking at itself. So right. the industry is saying, what did we mm-hmm. like? 
Mm-hmm. And and uh, most people who work in the industry, they want to tell these personal stories or these stories that resonate with people, you know, on uh, uh, that that provide this deeper meaning. And they don't necessarily want to tell the popcorn story, right. but the popcorn story has to be told and made because if it's because it, if it, it performs excessively well. Well, then it allows the studio these other films, these to indie put, films, to put these, indie these films small out. budget films to be so, made. So, so, it's, so, it, I mean, like, and what they're trying to say is, here's what we deem that, that you know, that we want you, the public, to see. Because most of those movies come out, you know, like now and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and they're on limited screens, and they're not going to, they're not being watched. Mm-hmm. There's always that whole thing called the Oscar bump, mm-hmm. where some, where, right. where, where, but they shouldn't be using. This is my favorite. I heard sorry, this is my favorite. This is my favorite time of season because we get all our right. screeners and they just stack up. And I'm just like, because I get SAG, I get writers guild. I'm just like, they yep. just stack up. And I'm just looking at them going, I have no idea what this movie is right here. Mm. I have not mm. even heard of this. Like, there's just so many of them. There I'm are like, so many this year with yeah. the word boy in the title. Right, right, there's right, a beautiful right. boy. There's a boy erased. <laughs> I'm like, how many boys are running around? I'm so confused. <laughs> exactly. What I was going to say is, though, they should not use moral correctness to try and get ratings. That that I find offensive. Yeah. Okay? It's so completely. nominate films because you think they're quality, not because you're trying to get black viewers to turn in or Latino viewers. Or because you're trying to avoid another hashtag of Oscars so white. Because a lot, of, uh, some of this is, you know, let's let's not av- like trying exactly what it is. Yeah, it's exactly what it is well, for sure. You're right in that the popularity contest did not work well. That was a disaster. That was a bust for them. Right. But at least they made an attempt to address and correct something that was happening. At least they tried to do something creative. To address the problem, right. I would say even seven, <clears throat> eight, certainly ten years ago, it was, would have been this very sort of inflexible. You know, we're the academy. Mm-hmm. This is the way well, it is, mm-hmm. and all that other stuff is noise. It's funny we um, <clears throat> we we had a big town hall meeting that um, we put together a couple of months ago. And we had Lalo from the uh, Writers Guild come to represent the Guild to ask to answer any questions. And I said to him at some point, I said, you know, one of the problems is when they do the new membership thing, mm-hmm. <clears throat> they don't even know that we have some of these committees that we have. You know, I'll meet the new writer and they're like, oh, well, what's what's the black committee? Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Wow. Or whatever. Wow. And so... So they invited me to come yesterday to the, to the, to the, to the, to the thing. And I was new su- member orientation? To, yeah, I okay. was supposed to speak. But apparently, Billy Ray and all of them just, you know, did the whole fucking thing, which annoyed the shit out of me. So I walked up to Lalo. Well, I'm putting it out there. You know, this is just real. We had a conversation. And I said, I walked up to him before it started, and I looked at the panel, and I said, this is a problem. He said, what? I said, it's a bunch of white dudes. Ain't nothing white people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There was a, two girls mm-hmm. and two guys or whatever, mm-hmm. and I said, but they were all white. And he said, yeah, I know. He's like, I don't, it's, it's ridiculous. I was like, I know I'm not. You know, you're a high level writer that everybody needs to know. But I've been here long enough and I know everybody in here to have a conversation about this committee shit. Yeah. I'm on fucking five of them. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. People need to see. Who on that panel has more expertise about the committees than you do? None of them. Right. None of them. So that's not about moral correctness. That's about expertise. Right. You had the expertise, so you should have been on the panel. Right. So the the point, the reason why I was bringing that up is just because. And, and all of them had talked about it. I think they just briefed over, oh, there's a couple committees, but well, we have a guy here in the front row. Like, they didn't fucking know my name. But it sounds <laughs> different I mean? coming from a bunch of white dudes exactly. than it does coming from people who are actually embedded in the committee. Right, they don't see the, the face of somebody yeah. up there. Right. You know what I mean? And and <clears throat> so when it was over, he's like, hell, you know, I was thinking, you know, maybe you should run for the board. I was like, I'm not running for the board. He's like, well, why not? I said, because it's a fucking political mm-hmm. thing there. Mm-hmm. I'm not going against John August. He's going to win. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm not right. going to play that right. game. You know what I'm talking about, Chris. You've I done do. it. Uh, yeah. You know, I, the, mean, I, I mean, look, look. Spiro's done it twice and still hasn't won. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And that's who he's running against, against John August or against Sean Ryan. Right. Or, or, You're never going to win. Or, or against the, mm-hmm. the, the right. big names that, that, that everyone knows and those people don't mm-hmm. don't necessarily have to campaign. They right. do, but they don't have to because they're. I mean, the, the general public knows who they are. Well, John so. August. I mean, yeah. In addition to his podcast, I mean, he just. Yeah. There's no way you're no. You, you good, know. dude. Nothing against him. I love John. He's a great but, guy. Uh, and uh, yeah. what happens is, so few people do actually vote in the yeah, elections. Right. Let's let's be. Clear. That's another thing. Let's be right. clear right That's off true. the bat. That's true. And then on top of that, people don't read through the pamphlet when it comes with all your statements or whatever. Right. 
Um, they look at who's they, the name. They, they look at the, oh, I recognize that name, and right. so that's who they vote right. for. Yep. Um, yeah. I remember a couple years ago when Chernold Edwards mm-hmm. ran, mm-hmm. and she. I went to the the candidates' night where she got up there and she talked about um, how she's diversity. Mm-hmm. Um, she's she, Canadian. She's, she's right. got a different point of view about it. I was like, check for her. Right. I was like, I'm on board. Right. Not just because she's black, but because of what that came out of her mouth, right? right? And, and I she saw got, she didn't she, she didn't win, like, she and I'm like just no like votes. she she, like she even had a video that was that was circulating, you know, promoting herself, and I was like, I don't get it, I no. don't. But again, you're voting on just nobody knows credit, who she was, you know, credits That's on names. That's what it's yeah. about, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, well, I mean, look to me, the thing about the the the, the new members and 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 who I didn't mean to change the subject. No, but, but, just no, but it's interesting you bring that because it's kind of like it, the the whole thing goes back to there's enough. There's so many upper level black writers who who could have came to speak to that, right? right. You know, uh, or Latino or right. whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, and and there's ones who who aren't part of the committee system, mm-hmm. but who can still come and talk mm-hmm. and say, hey, mm-hmm. like I can tell you this, right. you know, who've been, who've been, you know, and it's like, well, you should have done that. Right. I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I mean to, to I mean to, to to bring that back to the other thing about the article, which is more saying it's it's kind of like <clears throat> there are people who have the ability to speak up, to say things, to put spotlights on certain places uh, that choose not to. Right. Um, and I kind of don't know. I well. I know why they don't want to do that. There's a lot. There's a lot to lose from from saying that, from saying anything out loud, because you don't want to lose a job. Mm-hmm. But I kind of feel like those who put their feet in the fire are helping everyone, and usually the ones who who, who have put their feet in the fire. Uh, well, it's that quote from Moneyball: "The first guy through the door gets the bloodiest." Yeah. And you have to ask yourself, right. am I the type that is the first one through the door or I'm the lemming that sort of waits for someone else to open the door and I sort of just tiptoe behind them and, and, and take advantage of their wake, hmm. you know, like, yeah. like, like yeah. race car driving. There are people running around who are like, oh, someone else is speeding along and blazing the path. I'll just slide right behind them and, right. and, and catch, catch well, a drift. Well, you're you know? bringing up something interesting. Chris and I were talking about this the other day or earlier today before you guys walked in <clears throat> about how... You know, we have all these people who get anointed mm-hmm. and get in, mm-hmm. right? All of the people yes. we know. Yes. And is it good or is it bad for us? Because now people are hitting you. People are wanting to wanting to read your shit mm-hmm. now. Now your agents are like, "Ooh, I can get you out of here. Mm-hmm. We're mm-hmm. hot now." Mm-hmm. If they fit, if there's a word mm-hmm. for it, you know what I mean. So, just thinking about what you're talking about now, you can kind of slide in up under there. Mm-hmm. Is it okay for us to slide in up under there with work that actually is good this time? Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm yeah, just... that's fair. That's fair. Well, I mean, look, I think that it is to a certain degree, but but I think that what's happening is, I think there's a there's a level of there's white executives that <clears throat> are being guilted into doing certain things that they that and the guilt is 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 being assuaged by. There's a financial opportunity, like like to win here or something like this. So it's like so so let's bring in these black people to do X, Y, and Z because it's mm-hmm. going to give us more viewers. Essentially, what that is. And but the thing about that is, they're going to meet people in a certain way that I know from conversations. They're going to ask those people to then co-sign, like vouch for somebody else. And they may not, and, and the person who's got the spotlight on them right. might not do that to mm-hmm. everyone because, because like we were saying earlier, the cliques are stronger with higher, with their, their, their higher and thicker walls right. within black Hollywood than there is <laughs> right, because in mainstream Hollywood. The thing that's going on right now is the, the, the high level black writers who are part of that clique are also mixed in with the high level actors. Yeah. So you see them in the photos and on the covers. Yeah. They're part of the same mm-hmm. group. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have the writer and the actor, you are in trouble. Yeah. And literally, they're going to their agents and telling them, "If you don't have more black people in two years, we're fucking leaving." Like yeah. the fucking actors are doing that. Yeah. It's mm. like, wow. Yeah. So there's like gauntlets being thrown down. Yeah. Everybody. Okay. There's a lot of shit going down. Okay. So you so you start to see why. <clears throat> so to me, when people are like, oh. You know, we need to, I was just thinking about earlier when you were saying like, well, you know, maybe it, it should go back to being like the best, 
movie, the art, whatever should, mm-hmm. should win. But you have to realize that these executives and these agents are going up against their clients might leave me right, if we don't right. give them something. See, any anytime <clears throat> this industry runs off fear, it right. is not to anyone's right. advantage. But the whole industry, like the whole thing, like always runs off of fear. Yeah, that's. The I, think, I think I think it's been running on fear yeah, for, even before before right, it's been, for sure. before it's been and, our but, turn. Right, but they, I, they, it's been the reverse. Right. For them. And, and look, I'm like, you know can we mean? try something else? Right. Well, but, see, right. but what's his name? Just died. Um, mm-hmm. William Goldman. Mm-hmm. His book, Adventures in the Screen Trade. Right. He's talking about it. Then he's right. talking about mm-hmm. it in the 70s, mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. 60s. They ran off of fear. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it. There was that fear that was going on where they were losing b- b- box office to television in the late 60s. And they were like, let's give these young guys a shot. Right. These young filmmakers yeah. a shot yeah. because cause we don't know. And all of a sudden, we have Scorsese and Spielberg and mm-hmm. Coppola and all these people because they didn't know. Yeah. And Warren Beatty and, and doing the violence and putting people like Ryan O'Neill in films mm-hmm. who, you know, come out of nowhere, who, who didn't earn, he didn't mm-hmm. pay his dues yet. Right. He's the film in Love Story. Well, and he was this huge star. He was in Barry Lyndon, mm-hmm. wasn't he? But that's, that's, that's Ryan O'Neill. That's, that's, Tatum O'Neill. That's, that's Ryan O'Neill. That's Ryan O'Neill. But, but afterwards, but but he was in Barry Lyndon because he was in Love Story from a few years oh, earlier okay. when he wasn't yeah. really known. And same with Alan McGraw. It's like they're gonna do these movies, you know, where they were like, oh, because you know what? Because the money, we're gonna lose the yeah. money. Yeah. The fear, fuck, fear of losing money, fear of being seen as not inclusive, fear of you know, we don't have a X on our roster. We don't have yeah. a fill in the blank, whatever diversity quotient on our roster. All this is like driving these decisions and it makes me very concerned because then what I get from my rep is they're looking for a black writer. Well, oh, why? Well, why? Oh, I hate why? that. Why? Well, see, for well, what? You know, yeah, because and why are we a monolith? Like, you that's think, the thing. You think the you're going to just plug is, black is into monolith. black and it's, that's going to yeah, work? That's what I'm saying about these white executives. They don't understand the nuance and the nuance with black writers and their backgrounds and what they write about and, and, and who's carrying the torch and is pushing this agenda right. is, is something that, that determines a lot. For us. They, they don't realize how different we all are. No, yeah. they think we're, 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 they all, think we're all sort of grew up because right. this narrative is betrayed of oh, like the hood and this mm-hmm. is how you grew up and somebody watched Boys in the Hood when they were like coming up in the nineties <laughs> and so they think this is black life. I grew up right. on Long Island. Right. I don't know anything about the hood. Okay, <laughs> nothing. I grew up in Sugar Heights, Ohio. I split don't level know house. a lot about <laughs> the hood either. But but the thing is, the thing is, but the, two but, car garage. Yeah, but look, 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 the, the first time. Some Someone talks to you about you're black and you write. Can you write the hood? Right. I'm just kind of like, I could probably write about you know, like Egypt better than I could. Write hood, <laughs> yes, you know? because in yes. terms of like my experience, you know, it's like I. I mean, in terms, of, it's, I'm not saying it's that form, but it's right. like, well, you know, I have to make up a lot or I got to do a lot of research. What you got to say, Trey? Well, know? there there are some <laughs> <laughs> there are some executives who get it. I think okay, if it starts and ends with we need a black writer or we need a woman here. That's the problem. Yeah. If that starts a conversation. That's fear-based. That's fear-based. And if it starts a nuance to Chris's point, sort of strategic approach and look at the the landscape and a potential strategy to move forward. Like, I'm okay with that. It's better to have the information than not. But, you know, well, they're looking for black people and it kind of starts and ends there, mm-hmm. this sort of base assumption without really thinking it through. Because there are writers, writers of color who have done and are doing well. There's some people who, who in their camp don't necessarily care that they're black or Latino. Mm-hmm. You know, there are many others who like that help them get a first look, right. you know, or help them get some attention and somewhere along the way. So we still have to come right in terms of kind of what we're presenting. If that's a, if that can be to your advantage, then of course, like, you know, because the, the diversity, the conversation is old, the inclusion and all mm-hmm. that, like, it's a very old, like, I'm frankly getting bored with the conversation. <laughs> right, right, right. But I'm with both you guys in that, it can't sort of start and end with, well, you know, there's a slot for this black person and you're right. black, so we're here going you go. over here. Right. Like, that's... Now now rep- we're gonna st- now, now we're going to start looking for black writers. Well, why won't you looking for all kinds of writers from the get-go? And, and that's it, exactly. And, and instead of looking for a, a, a demographic, you should be looking for, I need a writer who knows about Egypt. 
Find me a writer who knows about Egypt. And oh, that's, well, that's Chris Guy. That's part of the business, too, for, for people who don't know. There are a lot of people who aren't trying to do that work or don't want to do any additional work or oh. don't want to do any work, period. The lazy. Oh. They want to go oh. lazy. get the commission. Oh. But, oh. But, but that's why oh. they're only reading 10 or 15 pages of your script before they start. For sure. You. you know what I mean? For sure. They don't have time. For sure. You know, they got a fucking stacks of them. You know, and they got to go through CAA and UTA and Mm -hmm. William Morris Mm -hmm. first. People who legitimately have a workload don't have time. That's a different thing. But you have some folks who are, well, I don't know these people. And so I'm not even going to try because I I didn't go to high school with them. I didn't go to college with them. So you're just going to have to... Yeah, there's that laziness that... that, I mean, the, 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 the laziness is so pervasive in this business it's unreal in terms of, and it's the worst part is the the laziest people are the ones who have to read and make decisions about hiring creatives mm-hmm. because they know. And and the laziness might necessarily be lazy, but it's like maybe they're procrastinating more than being lazy because they don't want to read. And it's mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, I got a nice job, I got a six figure job, mm-hmm. and all I do is read and give notes on scripts. Now, for someone who's, I mean, like if you think, if, if, if you step that back and go, what the fuck? You, wait, wait, you're getting six figures and you're just reading all day mm-hmm. and making calls and giving comments mm-hmm. on material? That's, that's not hard work. That's not hard work. That's not a job that you want to lose. Oh God no! So fear right. and pension and health and insurance. got and I've got my like nice house and all this. You like, got your parking lot on the lot. Well, that, that person was strategic for a long time. In order for them to get in that position, they had to. They had make to some, some correct shit. moves somewhere along the way. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm not saying I'm, I'm not saying that they lucked up. Some people have lucked up, but I'm. But saying, then it's like once you get in that cushy position, now everything is about maintaining instead right. of like right. growth. Yeah. You know, instead of pushing boundaries, you're about oh, let's maintain. Right. Let's maintain. Well, you know, because, let's do just enough. Yeah, because yeah. right. yep. I, I feel that's also why you don't have that much exciting projects. I mean, exactly. projects because everyone's like. <gasps> That's a risk to do that. Yeah, it's, yeah. So let's we, not expend the capital. We don't want to push be, the boundaries because, anymore. Because I might get fired. Mm-hmm. You know? So what did we learn from this episode? <laughs> Chris drinks coffee and stays okay, up all night right. and binge watches <laughs> on Netflix. We're, we're all mad at the world. I'm not. I'm <laughs> no, not mad. No, I mean, we're like, not. I, I'm, I'm not, not mad, mad at all. I, I see the world for what it is. But I think we all can appreciate being real with. These interactions with people in the business. Like, if you don't have time to read or you don't want to take that, like, I get all of that. In fact, I'm fine with it. I understand most of us might feel the same way in that position. Just let me know. Just talk to me. I think the intimidation, believe me, I thought about it a lot because, you know, my goal is to be running a fucking show. No, sir. I've pictured it too. I'm like, yeah, I could see reading 10, 15, 20 pages of a fucking script because you got a whole stack of them. and, 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 Agents, you, you will, I remember I've, I've talked with one of my showrunners about this and, and they were talking about like when they were staffing, they would literally tell the agent, you know, just send me over just a couple and it'd be like 15, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So imagine mm-hmm. getting that from 40 other, mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. literally that mm-hmm. many in your, in your inbox mm-hmm. and it's like, or you, you assign an assistant who's right. 20 something years old and it doesn't know anything about the world yeah. and that person is reading and making decisions on yeah. who gets staffed and, sure and, and what happens what, there. That's exactly that's what happens. happens all the time. Yeah. But it's like I said earlier. When I mentioned this show called Dogs of Berlin, right. the first ten minutes of that were so fucking good. I can't, was, I'm curious to see what that looked like on page. I saw it I because I was like, but I, but but again, it's like, goddamn, like I mean, I said to myself, I'm gonna step and watch this mm-hmm. because you, you because got it, got it, 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 it was that we good. We already know. So first ten, first, first five, pages, so you, we gotta get it in. Y'all know that. Yeah, as much as you can. Artistically texture, but then it becomes a gamesmanship because now you know young writers are hearing that and then like they're gonna focus on like okay the first ten fifteen are great and then the rest of shit falls apart. Well, well no, less, see, and they, they, then, okay. well, then your bulb is too bright. It all has to be hot. You don't yeah. focus on the first ten and then well, fall off with the rest. I've of seen it, but I've seen that a lot. <laughs> though. I've seen that a lot too. Well, the thing about this, just seeing TV pilots. The first act is always the easiest thing to read to write for the most part. Yeah, but but here's the little trick on that. You need to write a great full script if you're not repped. 
Yes. Because the agents are going to, or the, those people are, are, are going to read the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You, the, the, it's a, you know, it's like the, like, so the advice on that is, well, don't let it fall apart, you know, at, yeah. after page 10, because mm-hmm. your agent won't, they're not going to like that. Of course not. And you're not going to get it rep because they'll say, you know how to write. You yeah. fucked up. Yeah. But the showrunner thing is, a, that's, a whole, that, that's a very specific moment where you got to read for them. And it's just like some people have said, like when we had, what's her name on there? Um, uh, uh, Stacy Rukeyser. Mm-hmm. She was saying, if it's really good, I'm going to keep reading. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. what happened on our show. I found out. Um, that they ended up everybody in the room were the scripts that they read all the way through that's mm-hmm. an interesting mm-hmm. thing you know what I mean I figured mm-hmm. that out too so mm-hmm. anyway we'll get a good show yeah. good episode good episode yeah so um, where you at Linnell White uh, you can find me on Twitter uh, at Linnell White L-Y-N-E-L-L-E don't come for her you can, don't you can. Her. You can try <laughs> don't add her bitch you can try <laughs> you know <laughs> You can try it, but you know I, I stand. I stand my ground on stuff. Yeah. You know I don't. What's what's going on with your projects? What's, what's going on? Oh, um. So wow, it's it's like I had a crazy fall. So um, Turner Classic Movies had me um, sitting there guest guest presenters chair mm-hmm. for a special Veterans Day programming thing awesome. that aired. So I got to meet Ben Wankowitz and okay. go down to Atlanta, and they treated me real nice down really? there. TCM, very nice. TCM runs a very Nice organization. Uh, my heart goes out to the people at Filmstruck who, mm-hmm. you know, w- that, that's being shut down. Hopefully those people can transition to something else, either right. TCM or mm-hmm. somewhere else there in Atlanta. Got to go in Ted Turner's old office, which was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, we had a awesome. reception the night before the taping. And, you know, so I, I love those guys down there. And then I came back and I directed a web series mm-hmm. um, for some ladies um, who had this idea of, it's called City Kitties, and it's female <laughs> it's female top to bottom so all female crew and mm-hmm. all female actors and each episode is about two to three minutes long and each one is about two women coming home from either a night out a day out like some, some are coming back from a wedding some are coming back from some are sadder where it's like they just like one just came back from having an abortion mm-hmm. there's one where you city know, kitties city kitties Here. so hopefully that'll be out next year mm-hmm. if, if all the what episodes. episode did you do so I did episodes 31 to 40 so I did 10 episodes in one weekend wow. which meant I had to wow. cast 20 actresses in one weekend which was a lot wow. and something we can talk about at a later <laughs> another episode is what it means to actually produce oh, so we, I feel we like that that, <laughs> that gets lost you got it with your doctor and that gets lost on a lot of people and, 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 and producing is a, it changes depends on what medium you're working in. Yep. So producing for television is different from producing mm-hmm. for film and different for producing for documentaries, etc. So it. I feel like that's that it. people don't understand what right. the hell that means. Right. And it's the most thrown around title. There's 50, oh 50 producers yeah. on a project and yeah. shit. That, you know, it's right. like, what the hell does all yeah. that mean? Who, and, like, who did what? you know, what the problem I ran at UCLA was they have a producing program there, mm-hmm. but what they're training those kids, I'm sorry, kids is derogatory. What they're training those people to do is be line producers? No, no. <laughs> I wish they that. were. Uh-huh. They're training them to be executive producers. They train ah. them to be like, oh, we have the pitch. I'm going to package, right. and you know, either working in development or working agencies. Okay. They are not training them to do the logistics, the day to day grind, the, the when are we going to yes. have the casting? When are we? You know, right. what's our day going to look like? Mm-hmm. What's the schedule? There, what's our post production schedule right. going to be? They are not training them that, okay. and so that is a lost art. Line producing, right. I find, I can. It's so hard, and what's you know, finding line producers who can do that kind of work. It's it's the key. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah. get into that. We'll, we'll right. do it. Where time. you at, Chris? Um, I'm sorry. Where you at, Tracy? Let me get to you first. Well, Chris is my dude too. It's all good. Hey, um, I'm on Twitter um, <laughs> at the real Trey T H E R E E L T R A Y. We can chop it up about movies, TV. I will still help you get your life right. <laughs> you have goofy goofy life, dudes. Ah. Um. Ah. Dating advice, financial yeah, advice, too. women too, but what? mainly what? dudes. <laughs> I'm trying to help these folks. You know, he just got married, so you have to give him. Yeah, you know I mean, look, he knows how to make it work. Well, yeah, you know, I, I I can help you if you got a real issue. Like women, stop with the Instagram selfies. Oh You're playing God. yourself is silly. <laughs> um, also on Facebook, Tracy Grant, T R A C Y G R A N T. Get at me. Happy to hear from from all the listeners all that the time. Shout out Cursey Management. <clears throat> um, Corey Moore, my dude, he's just got That's accepted. He's in the CBS writing right. program, so that. he's yeah. back here in L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a nice reunion recently with our writers group. Mm-hmm. 
So R.I.P. Was he, where was he? Was he in Atlanta? Where did he, he go? He was in Louisiana. Louisiana. Okay. He had gotten another gig involving a company that does some unscripted stuff. So mm-hmm. he was always writing. But I also mentioned that to say someone who's been around a long time, mm-hmm. kept at it, right. long, long time grinding, finally got his shot. He's That's in good. CBS. So we're thrilled about that. R.I.P. Awesome. Kevin Killebrew all day, yes, all night. No doubt. Where you at, Chris Derrick? Unauthorized <clears throat> CBD on Twitter and Instagram and uh, DerekBrothers.com. That's what's up. And I'm your host, Hilliard Guest. You guys can find me on Twitter at Hilliard Guest. You guys can follow the show, Screenwriters RR on Twitter. <clears throat> Any questions, ScreenwritersRantRoom at gmail.com. Please go on iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, whatever you guys listen to. Give us a five-star review. We need that for the metrics. Please continue to support us with our Patreon page, which is in the show notes. I actually got that shit right this time. Didn't I? <laughs> Don't tell nobody, though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Lisa Lisa Cult Jam, wherever she at. We'll bring her back soon. Um, uh, been in like what ten percent of the episodes this year? <laughs> You've been on, on like Bola 10 Kaja? I just I would like to see you sometime. <laughs> um, let me think. A lot of shit going, Buddha. I got some shit to tell y'all as soon as we get off. Um, anyway, big shout out to all the countries out there to follow us and 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 listen and share and all that shit. We appreciate y'all. Appreciate it. <clears throat> um, 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 shit. So much shit going on, and what I want to say. Uh, yeah, so I'll just stop it there. Oh, shout out to Jeff Thorne, his new reading we just saw. Yes. What's it called? D- uh, Dark People. Dark People. Yeah, that was cool. That's awesome. Um, 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 yeah, that's what's it. So we appreciate y'all joining with me. Y'all know how we do it on The Rant Room. On this show, we keep it real. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what, everybody? Black, Black Panther's, Panther's Quest. Quest. Peace, y'all. I'ma say what I feel. And I promise to keep it real. Welcome to the Red Room. So you want to be a rider? Well, you got to be a rider. Till your fears are diminishing and doubts are behind you. It's hard to grind in the business. Got me stressed in the Red Room. We let that shit up off our chest. You know the street nerd has got no time for no caca. Sass in class. Yes, that's Mr. Bolakaja. Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard. He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards. It's all about the crap of screenwriting. It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening. Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun. Write what you feel. Say what you want. Welcome to the Red Room. Red Room. Red Room.